episode 3 of the Crane Credit Union Podcast. My name is Michael Hostetler, and I am the AVP of Marketing for Crane. Today we are speaking with Elaine and Drew from the Riley Children's Foundation. Crane has partnered with the Foundation for several years to donate money to the Foundation in Riley Children's Hospital. Enjoy. This is Elaine Helmer. I am the manager of corporate partnerships for Riley Children's Foundation, which is the fundraising arm for Riley Hospital for Children in Indiana. Uh, my name is Drew Ottajay, a senior corporate gift officer at Riley Children's Foundation. I've been with the corporate partnerships team for seven years. Thank you, Elaine and, and Drew, for, for joining the podcast. And we really appreciate the, your time and uh, we appreciate the partnership that that Crane has had with with the Children's Foundation and, and Riley Hospital. And this will be our second fundraising effort for the Children's Foundation. And it's been interesting to see uh, as we uh, as we've rolled this out and work with our employees, how many of us have really have interacted with Riley have been uh, blessed by your efforts. And uh, it's just a testament to how big of a staple uh, Riley Hospital is and the foundation is uh, for uh, not only the communities which we do business in, but, you know, Indiana and and just uh, everything. So uh, we're thrilled to have you today. Uh, You know, one of my first questions that I want to address and uh, something for our listeners is, is really what is the relationship between uh, Riley Children's Foundation and Riley Hospital? Sure. Uh, Riley Children's Foundation was established in 1921 after uh, Hoosier poet James Wickham Riley, and it has continued to be the fundraising arm of Riley Hospital for Children. And it opened in 1924. And in the last few years, we've been focusing on three main fundraising priorities, which the hospital has shared that these are the greatest needs currently for Riley Hospital and its you know, continued growth and expertise in pediatric research and patient care and creating a new maternity newborn health program for high-risk pregnancies and mothers across Indiana and um, expanding our child and family support programs such as Child Life, Social Work, and Camp Riley. You know, I'd love to share a little mini history lesson. Drew knows I love the history of it, but um, when the foundation was formed in 1921, there was no hospital. And so Riley Children's Foundation traveled the state of Indiana and asked Hoosiers to help support the building of this new hospital. And to this day, we have the original pledge cards from that fundraising campaign. There was no internet. There was no um, television. It was literally people knocking on other people's doors and neighbors pledging 25 cents. So we have pledge cards that have families donating five cents a year for five years to help contribute to the building of the hospital. And back in the early 20s, it cost a million dollars to build an open Riley Hospital, which is a significant amount of money for back then. It's still a significant amount of money. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. There's a lot of parallels there to um, you know how a lot of credit unions get started, oh, where really? where you know there's the citizens rec- uh, notice a need in their community, and it's a, really a grassroots effort to to get those things started. I, I never really thought about how 
the origin of the hospital and, and how long it's been a part of uh, part of the community. But but yeah, there's a lot of truth there to just the passion of people that makes things like that happen. So not only Riley, but credit unions uh, the exact same way. And uh, a lot of similar similarities there with how Crane started back in you know 1955 with uh, you know the service personnel we had at Crane Base and the need that they recognized to to help each other out. So that's that's really interesting. Um, so you know again everyone knows about Riley Hospital and it's a world famous you know hospital. Um, you know where do you get the most? Um, you know I'm sure patients come from all over, but do you, do you have any idea of what percentage kind of come from the the Indiana area? So we are seeing kids from all 92 counties in Indiana. Um, and I think that's totaling what, over 300,000 patient visits a year. So we're, I mean, most of our kids are Hoosier children. Due to our research and the trials that we have at Riley Hospital, we are getting kids regionally and sometimes nationally because this might be the only trial location a child with a certain diagnosis can receive treatment. But we like to say we are Indiana's hospital. I mean, we've been, we've treated generations of Hoosier families and Hoosiers continue to want to support Riley and do all they can because we love our children. Absolutely. And, and, you know, like I mentioned before, you know, as we've talked about uh, Riley and our credit union, you know, the stories have come up about how many of the families here have, uh, have had Riley uh, been blessed with Riley services and have spent time there and, and continue to uh, get assistance from Riley. And, and it's great that you're helping uh, so many people in the state and, and uh, certainly if you're touching all 92 counties, you're definitely hitting the, the 27 counties that, Crane is proud to serve. Um, so it's it's interesting that uh, you know credit unions and and that Riley in, in particular we have an interesting relationship that credit unions actually um, as an industry work to support what is called the Children's Miracle Network of hospitals. So can you two speak to a little bit about what the Children's Miracle Network is? Absolutely. So Children's Miracle Network Hospitals um, began 36 years ago, and it is a network of 170 children's hospitals um, that provide 32 million treatments each year to kids across the United States and Canada. So it is a bunch of partner hospitals that are serving local communities and taking care of kids and families in those local communities. So that's 170 hospitals across North America taking care of, uh, you know, the children in those states and in Canada. Yeah, it, it's a very interesting relationship. And if you look at some of the, uh, the statistics with this program, you know, how active credit unions are in supporting that ch children miracles, children's miracle network, excuse me. It looks like since that relationship started, the credit unions have provided uh, over $185 million to this hospital network. And uh, of course, uh, you know, credit unions in Indiana have been a, a big part of that effort over the years. Oh, so yeah. One of the interesting things that I wanted to talk about with the foundation, uh, certainly one of the personal finance issues, which we like to talk about in the, in the podcast and uh, through the other pieces of content that we're putting out and a lot of the stuff that people come to help uh, for us for help for, 
are financial issues related to basically unexpected expenses. And certainly medical expenses are part of that. Is that something that the uh, Children's Foundation helps out with with patients? Michael, great question. Uh, Riley does. So ever since we opened our doors, we have never turned away a child based on their family's ability or non-ability to pay. So a lot of our kids, over 60% of the kids we see are either uninsured or underinsured. So we're taking care of some of Indiana's families that may have trouble paying even their electricity bill or getting the gas money to drive to Riley Hospital. And we recognize that. So at the foundation, we make sure we fund our family support programs at the hospital, such as social work. And the social work team will meet with a family when they're first at the hospital and get a better understanding of the position that family's in. Um, is one parent with the patient and is the other parent back at home with the other siblings? And if that's the case, can they afford the cell phone bill so that mom can call dad and vice versa? Um, is a is a patient going home where they need certain things inside their home, like an air purification system or something like that to keep them healthy? Can the family provide for that? If not, social work's going to um, step in and help where they can. Anything from medicines to, sadly, um, funeral costs. If a family doesn't get to go home with their child, our social work team is taking care of because we know that as a parent, you don't want to sit there and fret about the cost of everything. You want to sit there and fret about your child. And so we try to take that worry away from them. Yeah. To add on to that, Michael, our family support programs are not covered by insurance and they cannot be sustained without generous donors. And so more than 75% of the funding for programs like our social work comes from philanthropy and partners like yourself and generous Hoosiers across the state. Yeah, that's that's um, that's an amazing thing. And again, it, it speaks to, uh, it's very honorable that you would uh, take people as they as they come in and not turn anyone away because uh, that's a, that's obviously where the help is most needed. So, so Drew, you mentioned that, you know, there's, there's ways to contribute and how much the foundation depends on individuals and, and businesses to support your efforts and these incredible things that you do. So as an individual, you know, what can I do to give back to the foundation? Sure. Um, you know, lots of individuals can give uh, support. You know, we have a lot of different community events around the state. Um, if someone is so inclined to give personally, um, they can give at any amount. We have several vehicles and several things throughout the year uh, to give personally um, through Giving Tuesday on our online platform. And if, if someone makes an individual donation of $1,000, that actually qualifies them or their family for what is considered our Riley Society Giving Circle. Um, and then we have gift officers who help share the impact of those gifts. And if someone is... Uh, wanting to make a bigger impact, you know, whether it's through a major gift of $10,000 or more uh, to possibly name a fund after someone that's, that's had a Riley connection. Um, or we also have a great team of people that do um, plan giving and making a deferred gift through our 1924 society um, to help, you know, with our various gift vehicles like living estates, stock and real estate gifts, 
all things that can be deferred uh, that people want to leave Riley in their estate. You know, one of my favorite ways to give, and this is how I choose to give, is kind of the set it and forget it method. So you can go on to RileyKids.org and from our website, click the donate button. And what you can do is set up a recurring gift. So all of a sudden, every month you're making a donation to Riley. It can be $2. It can be $20. It can be $200. Um and that will then be charged to your credit card monthly. And it's just something that continues to happen. And we consider those donors who make recurring gifts to be our Riley heroes, the people that know that Riley doesn't need our support just today. They need our support every day. So if I go to RileyKids.org and hit hit the donate button, you know, is there a is there a minimum donation amount or or is it just whatever I can afford? whatever you can afford. Going back to the history and these families who pledged five cents a, a year, Riley was founded on the generosity of Hoosiers by nickels and dimes and quarters. And we still exist in that matter where if you feel compelled to give, then every penny counts. That's fantastic. So as part of the podcast, we also have um, – businesses that listen to the podcast and, you know, Crane's very active in supporting the the small businesses in our community. If, I, if I'm part of a business, if I'm an entrepreneur or I own a small business or I'm part of a larger business, you know, what types of things as an organization can, uh, can people do to help contribute to Riley? Michael, you've touched on our favorite topic because we love when businesses support Riley. It's fun for me and Drew because we like to sit down with that business and say, hey, what are some of your business and marketing objectives? Is it employee engagement? Is it brand awareness outside of the walls of your store? Is it brand awareness to your customers who are walking through your retail outlet every day? So we do customize those. We have restaurants that will do give five, get five. So you give $5 to Riley and you get a $5 coupon for your next visit. We have small businesses that just want to make a donation and, you know, any donation is a tax write-off, which I know is important for small businesses who are really watching, um, watching their ledgers. And then we have sponsorships. There are wonderful sponsorship opportunities where a business can put their brand next to that Riley Red Wagon and showcase that alignment for all to see, which is always well received. So as a business, who do I contact to get started on that type of thing? You can contact Elaine Helmer at, at ahelmer at rileykids.org. We have a great team of uh, corporate giving officers and our contact information is also on rileykids.org and we'll make sure to make your contact information available as part of the podcast notes and, and part of the blog post where we post everything on on our website and social media so we're getting kind of close on time there but one of the questions i had because to me you know what you guys do is a pretty um it's an interesting position to be in it's one of those things where when you're growing up and you're going through school uh, you know, you ask little kids, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it's all oh, I want to be a policeman, fireman, you know, I want to be a doctor or, you know, something like that. So how did each of you find your way to Riley Children's Foundation? How did you start working there? So I uh, graduated from Butler University in 1999. I kind of went right into the sales world. So I've been in corporate sales 
for about 13 years. I was with General Electric for eight and then another company, um, Ecolab, working in the hospitality and hotel food manufacturing industry for about three to five years there. And then I uh, was looking for a change. I was just on the road um, driving a lot each week and it was starting to grind on me. And it was it was a hard it was a hard role. And I uh, reached out to a contact. I knew at Riley Children's Foundation and she was kind of in our human resource department. And I just asked her for advice. Can you take a look at my resume? I'm looking to make a move. And I've known her and her husband for years. And she's like, well, actually, we have an opening in corporate giving. Is that something you'd be interested in? And so I interviewed and I loved the team, met with Elaine in a group interview. And I've been here since May 2012. Uh, Elaine, how about you? How about did you find your way to, to Riley? Yeah, we joke, especially, you know, Drew and I in our late 30s, early 40s, when we were in college, fundraising was not a degree that you could get. So I always say everyone on my team did not major in fundraising, but we've become really good fundraisers. On our team, we have someone that graduated with a chemistry degree, Drew, um, an Asian studies degree, a fashion merchandising degree, and I have a degree in elementary education. So it was never part of the plan when we were little to be fundraisers, but I think our entire team is full of empathetic people that want to help connect the dots and bring those in the community to Riley Hospital to show them, hey, this is how you can make a positive impact. For me, I started out in the not-for-profit world because I just a servant's heart. That's what I have always loved um, and was doing sponsorships for another not-for-profit when Riley came a call in and said, hey, do you want to help us out? And I went, well, ugh, I've never raised money before for an organization. They went, oh, we can make you a fundraiser. We just need someone who's um, comfortable going out there and talking to people, which I love talking to people. Um, so ended up here and have never looked back. It's a great place to work and it's humbling, Michael. I mean, every time we see a new video or we go to the hospital and see those families with either looks of nervousness or joy or just exhaustion on their faces, you know that what we're doing in our offices is the right thing to do. Yeah, that kind of brings to my, to, to my final question. Uh, you know, we, we know now how you got to Riley, um, but really, you know, what's your motivation each day? What is the thing that keeps you coming to work at Riley each day? Because, you know, I, I have a little bit of experience in the nonprofit world and asking people for money is tough. Fundraising mm -hmm. is, a, is a tough thing to do. So what keeps you motivate each day to come in every morning and, and do this type of work? For me, it's it's our families. Um, being able to connect every morning to um, a Riley family in my head and, and know someone that needs our help. And, you know, coming from a sales world where I wasn't really getting any gratification from selling an account, knowing that if I'm talking to somebody and they were to donate any amount, five, ten thousand $10,000, that makes me feel great that I am helping somebody else. That's what gets me out of bed every single day and being able to connect our mission to the community across the state is and, and business partners and 
being able to see them click and know that, yes, our company can make a difference. That's what gets me out of bed and loving every single day, be able to talk to, to companies and, and all their employees, some who have a connection and some who don't. And, and that's it's just really special to be able to do that every single day. Lane, what about you? Um, I'm passionate about it. I, I'm passionate about the work Riley does. I believe in the good work we do. And specifically in this role, I mean, my family owned a small business growing up, so I'm attuned to what businesses need. Uh, I opened, or my parents opened for me, my first credit union account when I was seven years old. So I understand that aspect of it. And when all these different pieces align and you just feel so moved every day, I look forward to coming to work here every single day for another eight years and beyond because I'm passionate about it. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing place that, you know, I've, um, you know, my family has, you know, spent a very short amount of time at Riley and, but it was a very impactful experience from, um, from top to bottom. And uh, I think you deal with families and their, like you mentioned, some of their most stressful times and the work that the foundation does, uh, does help to make that experience much easier. So uh, Crane is very happy to be working with Riley Children's Foundation. Again, we are thrilled to be part of an industry uh, as credit unions across the country who are so active with the Children's Miracle Network and helping with these 170, 170 children's hospitals across the country. I know we have a lot of people in the industry who do tune into our podcast. So it sounds like there's lots of opportunities for all of us to get involved, no matter where we're at. So um, credit unions, this is uh, kind of our uh, our request for you. See how maybe you can help and uh, we can talk and see how uh, we can work together to raise money for these hospitals and help these kids and families. Um, Elaine and Drew, it's been uh, an honor to speak with you again. And uh, the chance to work with you is uh, something that we really enjoy. Anything else you want to add to uh, to our members and listeners about Raleigh Children's Foundation and, and how people can get involved? I just want to say thank you. I, we, the hospital could not provide the care it does without the support of individuals and businesses. Crane has been a great partner. Credit unions across the state have been a great partner. And every day I get to see the generosity of humans helping humans and I'm grateful for it. So thank you for doing what you've done and for all that you want to do in the future. Well, thank you, Elaine and Drew. It's been a pleasure. And thank you for joining the podcast today. Thanks, Thanks so for much, having Michael. us, Michael. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Watch for more information on our fundraiser for Riley Children's Foundation. Subscribe to the Crane Credit Union podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. You can also follow Crane Credit Union on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For more information on Crane, visit our website at www.cranecu.org.